is because I have utterances like this, right? I think it is answer, or the answer is this, or the dreaded no words wrapped around a slot ballot mm -hmm. kind of thing, right? So all of these are how I define this stuff. And then down here at the very bottom, I had a slot that looked like this, with every possible answer to every single question. Right? And this isn't like 400 at the time that I stopped working on it this way. Um, but my intention, I already have 2,000 some questions written. So you can imagine not only the data entry is required here, but for those of you that have published a scale before, you realize if I want to make any changes to this whatsoever, I have to go back to certification, which is a nightmare if I want to be able to add more questions daily or anything like that. So this became kind of a hassle for me. At best, I was going to be able to update the skill once a week. Uh, and that's assuming that certification really was on the job and I didn't screw anything up. So this was something that I really, really wanted to fix. This was a massive problem that I wasn't sure how to get around. And we had a new release earlier this spring uh, in, in a technology fertilizer called Dynamic Entities. Anybody heard of Dynamic Entities yet? A couple? So the general idea, and I'll show you how this works here in a second, but the general idea is, is I get to throw this entire slot away and instead, I have the ability at runtime to tell the skill what the values in this slot should be. So now instead of having a slot that has 2,000 different entries with all the synonyms and everything else that goes with it, instead what I have is the ability to say, oh, that slot, the question was Vietnam. The one value in that slot is Vietnam. That's it. And some synonyms that are like Vietnam or the Vietnam or stuff like that. Um, but nothing outside of that one specific value. So if they say the thing that's in my slot, I'm gonna get the entity resolution and the matching and all the other stuff that I would normally expect. If they say anything else, it's gonna go to the appropriate place. It's not gonna end up just being um, me having to catch it, figure out what they said, and translate the words and do all that stuff. So what I've done instead now, if we look at my new model, this is my answer intent now. I had to put something in it and so I put the name of five presidents, but it doesn't really matter. It could be anything that's in here. Because every time I run the skill, I eliminate these values and put in the ones that are appropriate. And the way that I do this, in my code, if I can find this, yeah, this piece right here. So if you guys have probably seen something that looks like this before, right, where we have speak and reprompt and with standard car and this kind of stuff, um, I have one more that is this add directive. And the entire directive is basically this chunk of code on the screen right here. So I create a new update dynamic entities. I tell it I want to replace the values that are in that slot. The name of the slot is answer. And then I pump in the values that I want in that slot. Now there is one restriction to this um, that I'm working with a company right now that is running into this heavily. Um, the total number of items that you put in as a dynamic entity plus all the synonyms can't exceed 100. For most of us, that's probably fine. But if you're building a skill that is the menus of 50 restaurants, it becomes much, much harder to solve that problem. And so dynamic entities doesn't really work for that customer in that case, because they're trying to support a bunch of restaurants with a bunch of menus, with a bunch of items that all have a bunch of synonyms. It's just it's too much. Um, but for my situation, where I know that they're going to say something in this range, works pretty well. Or even if you have one restaurant, you could say, oh, are you looking for a breakfast menu? Or maybe you do it based on time. It's breakfast time. So they can only order breakfast foods. So when they <coughs> order the skill, you fill the menu slot or the food item slot with just your breakfast foods. You don't need them to be able to search 
for chicken piccata because you don't make that at breakfast time, right? Um, and so this is an easy way to just swap out the values that are there. You can also add to them. And the other cool thing is, is this slot is not only available for the time that I send it in, it's good for about, they say it's good for about 30 minutes uh, for that user for as long as they're using the skill for that session. If the session ends, the thing goes away. But as they're in the session, you don't have to keep resubmitting and sending this over and over and over. You send it in once, and they can continue to use the data that's in that slot for as long as the session is alive. So that's dynamic entities. This has solved a huge problem for me for two reasons. One, it solved the slot management, the slot management thing, uh, where I was trying to figure out how was I going to get all that data in there. But the big thing for me now is if I come over to my data source, which I know I've talked about before, I use a service called Airtable. There's lots of database services. None of them are necessarily better or worse, but this is the one that I'm using for my trivia game anyway, and I like to use it for Alexa skills. I have a table here called Question. This is where all of my questions live, and you can see that I have a ton of data here uh, for every single one of them. I have the category it's in, I have the voice, the card, and the screen version of the question, because I, if you guys haven't figured this out already, um, it's really nice to put an ampersand on a screen when you're talking about like M&Ms, right? That's how people expect to see the word M&Ms. Have you ever tried to get Alexa to say an ampersand? <laughs> she pukes and your skill breaks. So like those kinds of things force me to have different versions of my content for voice, for screen, for card, because they all have slightly different requirements, and, and, and I'm, oh, I'm sure you, you run into that kind of stuff all the time. Yeah? The question is, why wouldn't you use one of Amazon's databases to do this? You absolutely could, and I started building this on Dynamo. The challenge that I have is that I'm not the only one contributing questions to this skill. And so this interface is so much easier for a non-technical person to use. Uh, if any of you have used Dynamo, it's a very capable database that could easily serve this skill. But if you handed it to your mom and said, mom, I just need you to add some data to this table, it would never happen. Um, it would be very, very challenging to get her to that point. So this is a UX thing more than it is a data storage issue. Um, but there is a lot of magic that I really like. So OK, so we have voice card to screen. We have voice answer card, screen answer. Um, but this synonyms column is the big one for me. And the synonyms column allows me to add synonyms to specific values uh, as I'm playing the game. So as I go into the skill, and I, want, I realize, oh my gosh, I just said this thing, and it told me I was wrong, but I know I'm right about the answer. I can go see what it heard me say, and I can add that value as a synonym so that I know next time if somebody says that thing, it'll treat them as if they got it right. But the big piece, the synonyms and the, the answers here, these four columns, these are the ones that are the most important to me for dynamic entities. Because now all I have to do is add a record to this table, and boom, instantly this question is available to everybody. I don't have to go through certification. I don't have to worry about updating a slot. I don't have to do anything to my skill. All I have to do is add more data to this table, and those questions are now part of the game and part of the circulation. So this makes my life infinitely easier, because now I don't have to worry about playing the certification game. I need to make sure my skill works, and if I add new features or new intents or whatever, of course I'll have to go through certification. But just to add some new questions, I don't want to go through that process, and this solves that for me. So now I can dynamically update my slots, and push all that stuff through right here, and allow my, my friends, the people that are writing these questions, to add data here without me having to do anything. The moment a record is in this table, it's available as a question in the system. I, I think that's absolutely awesome. Okay, so that was dynamic entities. That was the first thing that I kind of played with and, and toyed around with when I came back. 
Uh, and it's obviously made my life a lot easier. I've been able to really run forward and build the skill in a way that I want to without constantly maintaining separate versions of data with slots and everything else. Uh, but one of the other things that I really struggled with was that as I'm building out my intents and as I'm building out my slots and all that other stuff, uh, if you've built a skill before, how many, I should ask that, by the way, how many of you have built, maybe not published, but how many of you have built a skill before? About half, okay. So when you're building a skill, you're building a voice model. And I can show you what that looks like here. So I have a voice model that looks like this, right? So this is that answer intent that you saw in my code a moment ago. But I have all my sample utterances sitting here. These are my different slot values. So I have um, all of this stuff sitting here. I, I'm building out these intents that kind of reflect the things that my users can do in my skill. And so they might ask for a specific question, or they might just say, give me a random question, or maybe they want to buy something in my skill. Fingers crossed they want to buy stuff in my skill. Um, but in all of this, I'm constant, this is evolving, right? It's, it's growing and changing. And as I build these sample utterances, like um, the answer intent, right, is just uh, like, it's an answer, or the answer is this. And then I have another one down here that's cancel a product. And I have some sample utterances for that. Cancel this product, cancel this category. Um, in all of these cases, it's very possible that the 15th intent I build stops all over the second one that I build, right? Because I, I have a bunch of phrasing or words, and I don't realize that I'm building a bunch of conflict. So one of the cool things that they've added to this interface is this evaluate model tab. And this utterance profiler here has been here for a little while, and it's kind of nice to be able to do this. So if I come in here and I say, uh, let's, give, uh, let's say, give me art 15. Now this is, this is a development feature of my skill that I've built, but I need to be able to test a specific question sometimes to make sure that it still works or that it's working the way that I expect it to. So I, did, I can just name a category and a number and it'll give me that question. This will not go to production. But if I say that, you can see down here that it says, oh, you, you hit the specific question intent, and I can see that the number you gave me was 15, and the category you gave me was art. So it's telling me, when you say that thing, here's the intent I hit, here's the slot values I thought you gave me, and it's really, really helpful to help me understand what in the world is happening, why am I hitting the wrong thing? The problem I had with this tool initially was that it's one time. Every time I want to use this tool, I have to type the thing in. Uh, I want to have a whole suite of unit tests that run everything and let me know how everything's going down. Uh, and so that's kind of what they built. And I, I have some issues with this, so I'm not going to sing its phrases like, it is the greatest thing since sliced bread, but it does solve the initial problem I had, which was testing my intents, testing my slots, making sure that they do the thing that I expect them to do. The thing that I really wanted this to do was allow me to chain an entire conversation together and make sure that that always still works. Uh, it doesn't work that way. So everything that I'm going to do right now is only testing against my model and has no context about code or time or interactions or anything like that. So really, every, everything that I'm going to type into this evaluation tool, pretend as if it's the first thing I've ever said to the skill, because that's how it's going to treat it. It's only really treating it against my, uh, against my model. So I, to create an annotation set, don't get me wrong, this is still super cool. I'm going to give this a name, so we'll call this um, Alexa Meetup. And in here, I'm going to create a new utterance to, to create. So this again, this is my trivia skill. So I'm going to say buy the sports category. Now what's cool about this is that I can define test criteria. So for the buy the sports category, I'm guessing, I want to make sure I have this right, that I have a buy category intent. So 
So I'm assuming that it's going to hit the by category intent. That's a new feature. They did not have that drop down just two days ago. Um, and then I'm expecting some slots. So I think the slot is going to be category. And I think the, the value I'm going to get is going to be sports. And I don't need any reference times names or anything. So let's, um, let's add another one. Nope. one more that is a uh, give me a science question. Actually, let's do the one that I, I tested because it has two slots. So we'll do um, give me science. Okay, so the intent for this is going to be specific question intent. That's what I'm expecting it to do. My expected slot is going to be category, and the value should be science. The number should be like that. Okay, so I've created my annotation set. I'm going to save that. Jeff, did you accidentally delete the ones below that? I, it appears that I did. Thank you. So category, thank you. Sports. And I'll save again. So we'll save that annotation set. And then what I'm going to do is back up. I can see that I have my annotation set. And now I can. I could run it right from that, maybe I'm wrong. So in here, I can choose the annotation set that I want, which is Alexa Vita. I'm going to run an evaluation. And what this is going to do is run through those instances. So this could be 10 or 15 or 100 things. Uh, but it's going to go through, it's going to tell me the status of this thing, and it'll tell me whether or not it passed or failed. Hopefully it passes. But it's running this against my model. So again, it's not running it against my code. It's not running it against my skill. But I failed for some reason. So let's go see why I failed. So we open this up. And by the sports category, it hit the by category intent. For some reason, it thought I said answer intent. And so that's why everything else is wrong. So let's go fix that. So the other one it got right, though. This is the give me science 12. It hit the specific question intent, found both values, um, and had the right answer. So let's go back to my annotation set and see what I did wrong. So in here, that's weird. It does say by category intent, right? Maybe I found a bug tonight. That's fun. Okay. Um, let's try that one more time. Run it again. That should give me another line. Yeah. Can we use the CLI to update this, or is this? This is more visual, um, but yeah, it, it can absolutely be um, That is, again, one of the things that, while we wait for this, one of the things I push really hard on our product team about is that they tend to release stuff only for the CLI or only for the browser, um, and that can't happen uh, because there are people who use both. So it seems that I've found a bug, because it's going to tell me the same thing. Yeah, it's, no, it's expecting by category, and it's hitting the answer intent. So let's, let's look at that. Um, the reason that it's in the answer intent is because that kind of catches all of my stuff, right? Again, it's still my answer intent. Um, and it has um, it has a very, very nasty thing called the search query slot type. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with this, this is the, this is the black hole of slots uh, in building an Alexa skill. If you want to catch all the words a user might say, that's the one to use. But you're going to catch all the words a user might say. And if, if they say anything that you're not expecting, it's going to go there. So I must have said something in my um, in my query, which was 
by the sports category. So my guess is, if I go to the by category intent, I don't have something that really looks like that. But yeah, I don't. I have by sports, and I said I, have, I want to buy the sports category, but I didn't. Uh, I don't have one that specifically says buy the sports category. So what I'm going to do here is fix that. <coughs> Two big topics right now. We've, we've done dynamic entities. We've talked about the, the NOU, the 